Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yesterday, episode 290, by the way, but yesterday I left you with a question, a scenario. You're in a lifeboat. You have one spot to carry one thing. You can save one of three things in the ocean. Someone's kid, key word there being someone, your dog, or a briefcase with $10 million cash in it. Which one are you saving? And I, I, I was able to ask a friend. I was able to ask a question on this. I asked you, I'm in a boat. I can save my dog. Zuh, I have dogs. I can save someone's kid someone's kid someone's kid or i can i can acquire how much 10 million 10 million dollars and taxed and i'm going to survive is that was the biggest question i'm going to survive correct i'm getting off this boat and i'm going to survive but if i take the 10 million i have a dead dog and a dead kid I am shocked that you're even asking me these, this question. You're giggling and laughing. I think you're. I think you're actually taking the money. What an idiot! All right. So, quick update on afterthewhistleshop.com, which is our store. Uh, there are some items sold out, and there are some items out of size, which is a a great problem for us, but a bad problem for you. So. In by the time you hear this, it will be completely restocked and you'll be able to order items that are already sold out. And, um, you know, we're going to keep replenishing everything for everybody until until this madness of purchases stops. But we're very grateful yeah, it's, for it. Uh, I'm going to tell you, people, uh, people loving my trucker hat, Petey. 
I don't like this. First item People sold out. Loving my trucker. And look at I, I can tell. Trucker. Listen, stop the trucker. Just hats, stop man. for a second, okay? I want to take this time. You love you love the curved brim. You love more of the floppy hat, you know, one that you can kind of stick in your back pocket, you know. And mine's more of the flatter brim with a little bit bend and a mesh back. And me and you were kind of fighting um, when we were trying to put all this together, what hat we were going to use. And then finally, we just said, screw it. You take your hat. I'll take my hat. And uh, we'll see who's my hat's going to be. And, you know, we fought about it. My hat's destroying it. It's they're hot. They're off the shelf. They're flying. Sold out. Can I be sold out in one? Do you want to know what shocks me? Do you know what shocks me? Is that the one the worst item that we have to sell is the number one seller? The wobbly it, pops it, in my no, no those hats. Well, the, the, hat. the wobbly the wobbly pop shirt right now is flying off the off the rails, and so is the exceptionally well. People just love making fun of me. Like people are buying this stuff only to make fun of me. Well, which I love. Which it's I absolutely it. love because I uh, listen. It's all uh, it's all fun. It's all fun, and uh, that wobble. How about this? I'm on the golf course yesterday, and my oldest son Nate sends me a picture, and someone sent it to him. The picture of the wobbly pop with the beer with the beer bottle in the middle of the shirt, and he Nate writes in, "This is sick." And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, that put a smile on my face yesterday. The wobbly pop shirt right now. They're flying off, flying off the shelf. uh, You'll have to get one for Naderator, and he can wear it to his country music concerts. He just has to. He just has to cut the sleeves off of it, though. Yeah, with one of your trucker about that. What's that? Oh, did I tell you about that? Tell you about. Tell me about what. So yesterday, uh, the show sent out name butcher alert. We need help with the list of the best of at Craig Reve 52 name butcherings. Do you see some of the responses? Uh, Lou Brown. Lou Brown. Lou Brown needs to be on the freaking show, man. Zakita Nadorov absolutely slid me to the point where I had to hit pause. (laughs) (laughs) Vinastroza. Yeah. I know their names. I know everybody's names, but I just, it it seems like I, uh, I get something in my brain. PK. And then the wires disconnect for a second. And I can't, I I just thrown out. This guy writes, I love that he didn't even bother trying Pesci and just handed it off to Petey so he wouldn't get canceled. <laughs> uh, JP writes, this is one of my favorite parts of the show. Kale Foot, Kale Clegg, uh, Segri Bobrovsky, <laughs> Bobrovsky, Zemgis Gergensen, Igor Shosturk, <laughs> Zakita Zadorov, Carter Verstiki. <laughs> what's wrong with what's wrong with Zemgis Gergensen? There's an S on the on the end. Carter Verstegi. Oh, Lilia, there's a couple of them. Lilia Labushkin. Jasper <laughs> People listen. Uh he says Langaskog instead of Landeskog. Um uh this guy actually quoted us. He goes, the big guy from St. Louis, Paterka. And then Vanek goes, Paterka plays for Buffalo. It's Pareko. And then Riv goes, Pareko. 
Perenko. Sorry. <laughs> Alexander Kierfoot. Shmanestikov. Yeah, that one's tough for me. That Shm- that freaking Carolina Cal- kid. Cal- that's Cal- a tough Gary. one. How do you say it? I need a little uh, Shmanestikov. Oh, Duncan Keith and Sheldon Keith. Oh, this guy writes Hindenburg. <laughs> All right, can we can we just move on with the show? <laughs> hey, so I saw this response last night at eleven thirty, and I just about pissed myself laughing. I was fucking dying when I saw when I saw Hindenburg. <laughs> When Gary Bettman chatted with Elliot Friedman before the uh, the Board of Governors meeting, the salary cap conversation came up. And Elliot asked about the salary cap and where does he see it going? And I think Bettman said, like, in the next couple of years, he'd hopefully like to see it. And I'm paraphrasing here. Um, somewhere move up, you know, four million bucks in the next couple of years. Um and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because yesterday we had a, I think, a great conversation uh, about Owen Power and Rasmus Dahlin and some other players that they have to sign here in Buffalo. And I'm just wondering if that information coming out and the Board of Governors meetings, to ha- so Kevin Adams has a bit of a better understanding of what he's looking at salary cap-wise for what he's going to be able to work with. Do you think that's realistic to think? Well, wasn't wasn't there information that came out, um, and this was from Gary Bettman, in the middle of the year. They spoke about, you know, they're asking about the salary cap. Is the salary cap going to go up from what it what it is now, which is what, 83.5? Is that where we're at or 82.5? Right Phoning now. Phoning a friend here. Phoning uh, a friend. 82.5. 82.5. So they were talking about the, the salary cap maybe going up a million dollars. Okay, excellent. The second year, which would have been the year after, um, it would go up again maybe a million or two. But by year four, there was it, there was a thought and an understanding that the salary cap would have gone up at least ten million from last year, from eighty two point five. They're talking about that salary cap going up to almost ninety two point five plus in four years. Four so, years, yeah, four years maybe. But he brought he also brought up escrow that still owed um from COVID. The league has never been better. The league has never uh prospered more than what they are right now. Going back to Kevin Adams, well I think Kevin Adams is very aware of the salary cap. He has salary cap crunchers. That's not Kevin's job. Kevin's job is not to crunch numbers. Kevin's job is to listen to the people that's around him that give him an understanding so they can start to sign contracts with certain players, knowing, for an example, a player like Owen Power, we need to know that if we sign Owen Power to this, that we're going to be okay five years down the line 
because we project the cap to be this. And I'll tell you, I'm as a Sabres fan, as as someone who watches every game and 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 understands the team and talks to people, um, I will feel very very comfortable and confident when Owen Power and Rasmus Dahlin are signed. Because once those two guys are signed to long-term contracts, you now have a large part of your core with Thompson, Cousins, Jeff Greg, Skinner, I, I Alex I spoke to someone Tuck. yesterday who was a, is a long-time season ticket holder. I'm speaking on behalf of this person. This is just this may or may not represent how I feel, but I'm just speaking on behalf of this person. As a season ticket holder for 20 plus years, very disappointed. Very disappointed with the same forward group, very disappointed that he it appears that only one defenseman will be brought in and very disappointed in the fact that they're relying on two young goalies. This is a season ticket holder who who rode through the last 13 years, 12 years, 12 years. Yeah. Uh, 12 years. But they all, they all blend together. So that's kind of, that's one area that people have expressed concern. I think I share those exact same sentiments. Um, I, 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 I don't share the same thing. I really okay. don't. I don't share the same thing. I, 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 I will say this again. They went and signed Kyle Oposo and Zemgus Gergensen. There is a reason for this. They're not on long-term contracts. They're on one-year deals. Both those two players, Kyle Oposo is 35 years old. He still has game in him. Still has game in him. He still played very well. They still need that leadership in this locker room. This is the youngest team in the NHL. They're still growing, and they've, they've grown a lot, this you team know, together. It, it's, it's amazing. Hold on. Let me make my well, point. Zemgis Gergensen. I wouldn't have re-signed him, but I understand why they did, and I'm not unhappy that they did. I'm not. It's on a one-year deal. I think this team missed the playoffs by one year, or by one point. I think by default, this team next year, by default, is going to be better just due to age. They had an Owen Power who is a first-year player. They had uh, yeah, a, a, I, Matthias Samuelson was a first-year player. Paterka, I get all that. Quinn. But it's it's amazing. Like you, you, and I'm not, you go right to Gergensen's and Oposo because those are the two guys that they just signed to come back and fill voids. And you know what? I'm actually... I'm 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 more okay with that because I would like to see other players picked off and it's not because they don't belong here. It's not cuz they're not good hockey players. It's not cuz I don't think they can be good players on this team. It's cuz you need we've said it a million times, you need different types of players. I would like to bring in some some energy players that are veterans to support Zemgis and Kyle even to give them a a, a more veteran leadership group. Yeah. Go get two third liners. Go get two. Move Olofsson. 
You're not going to like this. I don't want to debate it with you today because I know how you feel. I would move Middlestad while he's at an all-time high premium. I would not be signing him right now. And I, I would let someone else figure out what he is in the league and they can worry about that contract. And I would go and get two players because I'm actually okay with Zemgus and Kyle. I thought they were good. If you throw Greenway on that line, I know I had higher expectations for Jordan Greenway. I'll openly say that. And I'm not saying they're closed yet because I think he was unhealthy as well with his shoulder. Yeah, they're, But so, they're, they're not closed for a, a, a reason that when he came here, confidence level was an all-time low. He did not get the play in Minnesota. So that faltered and, and it created something in his game that he needed to gain back, okay? He needed opportunity to play, to find his game to play. We don't know what we're getting in Jordan Greenway. I'm I'm sure that he is training his ass off in the summertime. I think that we saw um, snippets and sparks of Jordan Greenway playing well with that big frame, okay? And I'm happy with that decision to to bring him in. Now, let's see if Jordan Greenway can make strides into a bigger role here on the Buffalo Sabres. And that's still um, to be determined. I, I'm still trying to, you know, we don't know as fans where all these players fit in. Is Zemgis Gergensen going to be a left, left winger or will they choose to bring him and put him at center and have Jordan Greenway play left wing with Kyle Oposo? And And I think that's an insanely good line, insanely good uh, fourth line. If they choose to to bring Peyton Krebs and put him at center with Gergensen and Oposo. I thought that line played very, very well last year. The question here, I don't care. It, it seems like they're bringing every, everyone back. Well, they, they all deserve to be back or should be back except for one player. I've spoke about this at length. A thousand times, and I'm not going to beat it down again, but Victor Olofsson needs to be moved for a different type of player on that line with Casey Middlestad. We, that player needs to be moved out. I do. I'm going to, I'm going to lose my friggin' shit. If I see a Matt Savoy or a Coolidge on that third line, because that's not making strides forward, man. That's taking steps backwards. I don't care. This team right now needs support. Kevin Adam needs to go out and make this team better, not just stay the same and, and, and allow these guys to continue. No, they need leadership. They need guys with pedigree, guys that have won before. Who's on, who on this team has won? Name me one player on this team that has won. One of your oldest players on the team is Jeff Skinner. He hasn't seen a playoff yet. Turning 30, yeah, what is he, 32? You have one guy 30? that's been to the finals and Tuck. Okay. Thompson Skinner, the, the kid line, no, no. Uh, defense, no. Uh, Gergensen, no. Caliposo, Peyton Krebs, Paterka, Quinn, Cousins, Thompson, Jeff Skinner's played in the league for 12 years, hasn't seen a playoff yet. Where's the pedigree? Who are they supposed to learn from? You're just going to figure it out on their own, right? Is that what we're doing? Okay, I can understand that. The expectations of, of players that have played in the playoffs, that have been there, it's big. Victor Olsen 
will will be moved on. I would I would be absolutely shocked if this guy starts the season next year so I think he's going to be moved on but you can't move him on and then just think that you're going to bring in Matt Savoy who I don't think is ready for the NHL and Yari Kulich is not ready for the NHL can he play in the NHL yeah he could play games in the NHL but he's not ready for the NHL we already have young guys we already have young guys now you need to move forward and push these young guys to win hockey games. And that that third line position right now is open. That's that's my thought. That's my my feeling. The defense, we've already talked about the defense. They need a top four defense. That's it. That's going to be the hardest acquisition. That is the number one acquisition this year is to find a defenseman that can play with, with Owen Power. Yeah. A guy that can play 23, 24 minutes a night, 22 minutes a night. A guy that can that is a, a defensively responsible player that is going to play with a, with basically a friggin' Rover, man. I mean, Owen powers everywhere. He's all over the ice. He's behind the net. He's leading the rush. He's, he is a guy that you, you have to allow him to do what he does well, but you need a defenseman that can support him. The only thing that we can talk about is the goaltending. I think we've beaten the forward line, everything else. It's going to come down to, do you feel comfortable with, with going with Devin Levi and JJ or uh, um, Lukanen, opposed to bringing in a band-aid? Give me an example of a band-aid. Um, goaltender from Vancouver. What's his Demko? What's his, I would be more inclined to go and get John Gibson from Anaheim. The so thing with John Gibson is there's four years remaining opposed to three years remaining with Demko. Right, but in that fourth year, he, he can be number two. Well, again, he's he's on the, that he's on that slope right now. I the feel player like that you're going to bring in. Let's just say hypothetically that you're going to bring in um, a Gibson or a Demko. You do not want to block Devin Levi. Like they don't want him playing twenty games next year. They want him playing thirty plus games next year. They just don't want him playing fifty. I don't think. And I don't think that they're looking for long-term um, a player that's going to be here long-term because I think Devin Levi probably in two years from now, this next year and the year after, the year after that, I think Devin Levi is going to take control of the goaltending situation. Okay, that's fine. What's what's Gibson making? Six-something? I think he's making 6.4. 6. Yeah, 6.4 maybe. Yeah. So okay, and what's Levi going to make in his next contract? 3.5? <laughs> no, Listen, come on. Look at look at what the Murray way these made. guys Matt are Murray, signing contracts. No, Matt Murray won a cup and then he goes and he signs a 3-year deal. Now granted that was years ago, but still like, you know, even Bennington went to 6 million after winning a cup. So unless this guy wins a cup, he's not making more than 4 million dollars. Period. End of story. I think you have to look at um, Vasilevsky too. What did Vasilevsky do? I think he had a bridge deal at three five. 
Probably. Probably. Most goalies have a bridge deal. So I would I would go and get Gibson. He's going to be 30 in July. Perfect timing. You give him two and a half years to actually run the net. And then Levi's ready to take over the last year and a half of that contract or that uh, of his of his contract. That's the perfect guy. And he still has game left, too. He was on a horseshit team last year. I think he's still got some game left in him. Ryan, remember oh, Ryan? Listen, remember he's Miller still was a top us? 10 goaltender in the league. Yeah. He's still a top 10 goaltender in the league, but are are you looking to are you looking to acquire somebody that is going to be an equal to Devin Levi or are you looking for are you looking to bring in a number 1 and Devin Levi is a number 2? Uh yeah. Like a number 1 in a 1 and 1A. So like Gibson will get 55 games. Levi will get what's that give him 27? So you, I mean, you can even scale that back to fifty and thirty-two, and things can change. If Gibson's running the table and killing teams, then you leave him in. But again, you you know the way Kevin's philosophy is. It's not necessarily just right now winning hockey games. It's not about that. It's about developing a winning team, a team that is going to be an upper echelon team for, for a decade. Okay. The Pittsburgh then Penguins and the Washington in, Capitals and the LA what, Kings. And, what's the number one position in this league that you do not want to rush a player if he has massive potential? Goalie. Thank you. Goalie. Thank Usually you. goaltenders. That's the thing. Like, well, again, I go back to, I go back to Uka, Uka He was a second round pick. Okay, he's 24 years old right now. Normally in the in this game, goaltenders do not come into their their maturity and find their game fully until they're like 25, 26. Ukapekalukanen had his first full year in the NHL on a horrendously bad defensive team. If Ukapekalukanen went to another team that knew how to play defense and that supported him and took away grade A scoring chances, Ukapekalukanen, we'd be talking about him very differently, just like we did Robin Leonard. We wanted to ship him out. He goes to the Islanders. He's the number one goaltender in the league. Number one goaltender in save percentage and goals against average. What the hell is that possible? And then all of a sudden, remember, remember Allmark? Oh, we're not paying him money. We're not going to pay him. So he walks and he goes to Boston. And now, <laughs> now, he's going to win a Vesna. These are goaltenders that we had in our organization. They left and they played on teams that actually knew how to play defense. And the goaltenders are, wow, goaltenders are outstanding. Okay. Well, so we're going to have Luka Pekalukanen, who's 24 years old, who's still a kid, who just had his first year in the NHL, and we're already we're already moving on from Luka Pekalukanen, and we're smothering him by bringing in Devin Levi. It's it's interesting. It's interesting how that thought process happens. UPL must kind of feel like a big pile of shit. I'm, I'm sure he's pissed. His first year in the league is this year 
I thought there's games that he was was average. I thought he there was games that he did not track pucks well and he let some soft ones in. But there's some games that he was playing out of his mind. And that is, guess what? That's a rookie season. That's what you get in a rookie. There was games that I watched doing power and I'm thinking to myself, holy shit, man. Can you please just pay, play defense? You're all over the ice. And then there was games and I'm like thinking to myself, this kid in a very short time is going to be a Norse, Norse trophy winner. That's what I said about Owen power. He made mistakes. He's learning from them. And I think he's going to be an insanely good player. Then you look you, at JJ you know, Paterka, you, you look at uh, Quinn. Cool. You know, it would be pretty cool if you one day, and I don't know if it's even possible, but I mean, if you can have McDavid and dry in the same heart ballot, it'd be amazing to have Darlene and power on the same Norris ballot. It's not some, I mean, Darlene's already a top. That'll never happen. That'll seven. never happen. It's impossible. Okay. okay. It's All impossible. Right. Has there ever been I, I doubt a it. situation in NHL history that you've had two defensemen on a Norris trophy ballot? And it's the answer is no. You have one, you have one ballot, stud. Yes. Hard ballots, yes. You've had McDavid Dreisaitl. You've probably had Crosby Malkin. You've you've had uh you definitely had Mario and Yager. That's a good one. Uh what about Messier Gretzky? Well, I was gonna go there too. I mean, that's a yeah. possibility as well. Yeah. But we'll have to fact check that one and come back to that. But anyway, um, yeah, all I'm it, saying is, all I'm saying about, is, the philosophy here in Sabers, Saberland, with Kevin Adams, Saberhood. By the way, it's called Saberhood now. Saberhood. Sa okay, Saberhood. Sa Kevin Adams talk about allowing these guys to mature, develop, make mistakes. Make making mistakes is very big. It's good. It's a good thing to make mistakes and learn from this because they're young. That's the whole point of it. You learn from your mistakes. You make mistakes. You continue to to get better and understand. And it's okay to do that when we're talking about the defense. And it's okay to do that when we're talking about Peyton Krebs and Paterka and Quinn and all these young guys. But it's not okay when we're talking about Uka Pekalukinen in his first year. We're just going to sweep him under the table. It's it's interesting. It's interesting. I I wouldn't be giving up on Uka Pekalukinen. I'm sure if you were to put those two together, Devin Levi and Uka Pekalukinen next year, Uka Pekalukinen is going to want to outperform Levi in every single freaking game. And that's the competition that you want. So you're saying no goaltender change. Keep them both, let them play. Listen, the most important thing is the is to move on from Olafson and well, replace him with the proper player, and you here's need to go and get for the two team. defensemen. Here's a challenge for your goaltenders and the team. If you run the table this year with Levi and UPL, because of their inexperience, you can say goodbye to the playoffs. Because I don't believe that team last year from start to finish, got a lick better defensively. I do not believe that. They were winning games against Detroit, like 7-5. and Well, they were trying to outscore teams. Tage Thompson was absolutely okay. on friggin' fire. Okay. Jeff Skinner, so, you're, so what happened? Huck. So are you going to tell me that over the summer they're going to be doing tutorials and, and, you know, studying this shit? 
Because you either well, I, listen, you get, I'm not you going get to better defensively here. as you get older. Uh, not necessarily. Maybe. Jack, I mean, Jack, I don't... Jack Eichel. Jack oh. Eichel get better defensively. Okay. Well, how, why did he get better? You think it was just because he went to a new age? Team? Age. Just age. Age. Understanding the league or understanding. Same got a new message. A new told how to how to play. I don't know. Did he style. did he get a new message? Like he, you know, this year Jack Eichel was I think one point over a point a game. I think he had sixty six points in sixty five games this year. Um, the way he played, he played really. He, he played the best hockey I've seen him play in all the years I've watched him. And here's the thing: he only had 65, 66 points or something like that in sixty five games. I watched him in the playoffs. I thought defensively he tracked the puck and was in perfect position all the time. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, when this kid came into the league and we were working downtown for the show, okay, yeah, we were I beside ourselves with how I, bad defensively Jack Eichel was. It was like it. he's never played defense in his life. He was so it. bad. But and he's now, also seven years in the league. A lot of these guys are just my a point. Few, okay, but I'm talking about next season for the Buffalo Tage Thompson. Okay. Had 94 points and seven and 47 goals. Didn't I, make the playoffs. Would Tage Thompson be better suited to score 38 goals and have 82 points, but be an unbelievable defensive player too? Can I kind of make a point about Tage that I don't really give a shit about his defensive play as long because he's he's fine. He's where he's he's fine as long as he's putting points up the way he is. I'll, I'd like I, that line just needs to fucking score goals. Get us a couple goals every night. I don't care who gets it, who gets the assist, whatever it is. Go get us that line gets you a goal, two goals a game. You're loving life. Now you got to go to the rest of the team. I am sitting there thinking to myself from the start of the season to the end, there was, in my opinion, I did not see much improvement on the defensive game for the Sabres. I just didn't. And we talked about that toward the end of the year, and I don't know who said it. I don't think it was me, but someone said, They're, they have not gotten better defensively all year long. So my point is, if they pick up where they left off and they're running the gauntlet with two goalies, UPL and Levi, and everyone's saying, oh, one point, one point, there were points last year, there were moments where they should have been playing Craig Anderson, and they didn't. But they should have been going with the experience, and we've talked about that. And yeah. the inexperience in net cost us. One game, for example, the Washington game, going into the third period with a lead, I think it was UPL in net, lets in a floater from Kuznetsov in the slot. Should have had that one. He saw yeah. it. It was at his glove side, if I'm not mistaken. And he should have had it. And we were saying, that's youth. You know, that's one that they would have wanted. And I think they end up losing that game in a shootout, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. They were up by two going into the third, if I'm not mistaken. Because that's yeah. a game that rings a bell in my head. And I just, you know. I will say this again. Tage Thompson had 94 points and 47 goals. 47 goals, 94 points. He was plus four. Know what that means? 
means you're scoring a shit ton of goals and producing a shit ton of points, but you're getting scored on a lot too. When you're only plus four and you have 94 points, not a red flag, but just something to think about. You have Dylan Cousins, had 31 goals this year, 68 points. He was minus three. How the fuck are you minus three when you produce 68 points? Your your line mates in Jack Quinn was minus seven. The other line mate was minus 15, J.J. Paterka. That line next year is going to get better. You have two rookies on the line in Quinn and Paterka. They were rookies. And you have Dylan Cousins, who's 21 years old. That line next year is going to grow. They are going to get better and stronger, and they are going to be better at both ends of the ice. I know. You also have Victor Olofsson, who had 28 goals last year and 40 points. He's minus 20, 23. Minus 23. Means every time you're on the bloody ice, you're getting scored on. Do you understand? Uh, yeah, I do. I when do, you have 60 understand. points for Casey Middlestat, I also Casey think Middlestat that I also went on think... fire at the end of the year. Fire, you gotta remember fire, this fire. Too. You got to remember this too about Tage. I'm going to throw an argument back at you here. He was also on the ice probably for every time they were six on five and for every empty net goal that was scored against. Edie, they also won a lot of games close. And he was he was getting points by shooting pucks in the open net. So he also got a hell of a lot of pluses too. Okay, fair argument. Uh, 34 years ago today, one of the greatest movies was released. Batman. With Michael Keaton as the Batman. Tim Burton's Batman. He was good. That was the best Batman. The best Batman. With Jack Nicholson as the Joker. By far. By far the best Joker. By far the best Batman. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Quick note on the store. Um, We've had some requests from Canada and there were some shipping issues, but we've sorted all that out. So if you're listening from Canada and you want to get some of the merchandise, uh, you can go to afterthewhistleshop.com and we'll be able to get it to you anywhere you are listening. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at the instigator 76 And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.